Good morning. Good morning, Heavenly Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. And good morning to each one of you saints. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you for joining the call this morning. We welcome you. Arise and shine, for thy light is come. The glory of our Lord is risen upon you. May God bless you for dwelling together with us in unity. We declare that we are there. We are there where Father God commands the blessing, even life evermore. Father, we say let your oil flow. Let your oil flow from heaven this morning. Let it flow from the head down to the skirt. Hallelujah. Allow your fresh dew to descend upon Zion this morning in the name of Jesus, Father. What a beautiful day it is to be in the kingdom, just to set at Father God's feet, to hear what he has to say to us, and to stand in agreement together in prayer. Let me introduce you to our team this morning that has been assigned My name is Charlene Tuckerson. I'm your facilitator this morning. The angel of our house is Bishop C. Carl Smith and Pastor Adrian Smith. Our devotion leader this morning is Minister Linda Lightfoot. Good morning, Minister Linda. How are you doing today? Good morning. I'm blessed of the Lord and highly favored. How about you? I am blessed of the Lord and highly favored. Hallelujah. You sound blessed and highly favored. Amen. Amen. Our intercessory prayer leader this morning is Sister Victoria Wimberly. Good morning, Sister Victoria. How are you doing today? Good morning, Sister Charlotte. Blessed, highly favored. Yes, yes, yes. Praise God. Yes. Amen. 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 Well, saints, let's Press in together. Press in together. Hallelujah. Father God, in the name of Jesus, the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Father, we come in the name of Jesus before your holy throne of grace, just thanking you. We thank you, Jesus, for your blood that was shed for us. We've come this morning to hear from you, Father, and to pray for others as you have called us to do. You commissioned us to pray without ceasing, to pray ye one for another that ye may be healed. Father, may your word today spoken through Minister Lightfoot transform our minds into who you would have us to be. May your word penetrate penetrate every heart on this line. Holy Spirit, have your way. Father, we declare that every word prayed by Holy Spirit through the mouth of Sister Victoria is alive. We decree and declare Isaiah 55 and 11. But every word spoken by you, Father, through your children, and every word prayed by you through your children shall not return void, but it shall accomplish what you please. 
and it shall prosper in the thing where it is being sent this morning. Thank you, Father, for that authority that you've given us. Thank you, Father, for this day that you have made. Holy Spirit, have your way. We yield to you this morning. We are on your agenda. Do what you want to do. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Minister Lifet, we're ready for the devotion. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. I'd like to acknowledge our bishop, uh, Christopher Smith, and Pastor Adrian. Good morning, and God bless you both. To the visiting pastors, all clergy, the New Destiny worshiping family and friends, I extend a hearty good morning to you all. It's a great day in the kingdom this April 6, 2021, and our topic of discussion for today is the power of believing in God without wavering. And it comes from John 11, verses 14 and 15, which reads, Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent ye may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Everything Jesus does involves purpose. In order to get the full thrust of the narrative, it's important to begin at chapter 11, verse 1. And in the first five verses, we're given information that establishes an intimate relationship between his family and Jesus. We're told that Mary had anointed Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. This was an act of humility and intimacy. Her brother, Lazarus, is referred to as he whom thou lovest. And verse 5 says, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So he had a relationship with the entire family. A key component of relationship is trust. Jesus was trusted by the family to the point that there were times when he was accommodated in their home, exposing them to scrutiny and service simultaneously. Trust is developed through consistency over a period of time. Another vital component is truth. In order for a believer to walk in unwavering belief, intimacy with God is required. Give him complete access to all that's in your house. In order to be intimate with God, you must expose your heart and allow him to expose his. There must be communication on both sides. Cast your cares on him, for he cares for you. Consistency establishes a pattern that identifies traits that are synonymous to an individual's habitual response in personality and action. For example... It was customary for Jesus to remedy sickness and disease. The disciples had witnessed his power day by day as they were with him. He had an established history of healings prior to the illness of Lazarus. So because of the relationship he had with Lazarus and his family, coupled with an established history of healings, the request of the family was not laced with doubt and timidity, nor was it released with 
iffiness. It was released with expectation and full confidence because of the established pattern of his dealings. Jesus so far had adhered to his established pattern of response to sickness. He had been true to form. Believers must be consistent in spending time with him, reading his word and prayer. So it is, is it any wonder that the request for his return was released with complete assurance that he would follow up and follow through? After all, he had healed strangers, but this was no stranger. This was Lazarus, whom he loved. Jesus had healed the nobleman's son in John 4. 46 through 47. In Mark 1, 23 through 28, he cast out an unclean spirit. In Mark 1, 30, 31, he cured Peter's mother-in-law. In Mark 1, 40 to 45, he healed the leper. Matthew 8, 5 through 13, he healed the centurion servant. Luke 7, 11 through 18, he raised the widow of Nain's son from the dead. In Matthew 8, 28 through 34, he cured two demoniacs. Matthew 9, 1 through 8, he cured the paralytic. Matthew 9, 18 through 26, he raised Jairus' daughter from the dead. In Luke 8, 43 through 48, Jesus cured a woman of an issue of blood. Matthew 9, 27 through 31, he opened the eyes of two blind men. Matthew 9, 32 through 33, he loosened the tongue of a man who wasn't able to speak. John 5, 1 through 9, he healed the man at the pool of Bethesda. Matthew 12, 10 through 13, he restored a man's withered hand. So because of this established record of healings, why should he be expected to do anything differently? So they sent word to him expecting a quick response and remedy. One of the things we as believers must learn to do is make our request known and let patience have its perfect work simultaneously. In other words, expect your faith to be tried, but use the established track record to bolster any weak points of doubt that may try to spring up. Jesus let them know that Lazarus' sickness had a purpose. He said, this sickness is not unto death, but to the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. The purpose of it was to glorify God and the Son of God. Then he delays his coming. I can imagine the prayers, the tears, and the cries that were released pleading for Lazarus' healing. I can also imagine the hurt, disappointment, and disillusionment that came when he drew his last breath and Jesus, their beloved friend, had not come. I can even hear them saying, how could he? How could he not come? He said he loved us. Even when it looks like God doesn't hear you or doesn't care, that's the very time that you need to bring God's word to your remembrance. Whatsoever he has said unto you, bring it to his remembrance. After you have recalled what he has said to you, then bring his words to his remembrance. Take God's word to him in faith. It looks dead, but he said it's not unto death. It's for the glory of God. Start looking for glory, not crisis. Jesus had raised others from the dead, but none of their bodies were corrupt. Jesus told his disciples, Lazarus is dead. 
And I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent that ye may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. I'm sure they didn't quite understand why he said that. But he did say, again, the purpose for not having already gone was to the intent that they may believe. Jesus brings his ministry team that walks with him daily, desiring that their belief in him would now go to another level. It's when you can't do anything to stop what's coming at you that Jesus has his finest hour. When your hands are tied, when your tongue is muted, when your brain is fogged, your emotions are spent to the umpteenth degree, when all seems futile, you are ripe for a miracle. After being met with cries of Martha, Martha says, but I know that even now, whatsoever thou will ask of God, God will give it thee. Here's a clear picture of unwavering faith. And it was nurtured and grown through intimate relationship. He tells her, thy brother shall rise again. I know, says Martha, in the resurrection in the last day. Jesus has to tell her who he is. He says to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believeth thou this? Where have you laid him? And when they all arrive at the tomb weeping, Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha says, by this time, he stinketh. He's been dead four days. Jesus says, said I not unto thee that if thou wouldst believe, thou shouldst see the glory of God? To those who are experiencing the vultures of life, circling overhead with their eye on the carcass of your situation, Jesus says, if thou wouldst believe, thou should see the glory of God. He prays to the Father. Then he calls Lazarus by name. Yes, the one that's been dead for four days and lay rotting in the tomb. He calls him by name. He called him and he that was dead came forth bound in grave clothes, and Jesus commands the grave clothes to loose him and let him go, and they did. Whatever your situation or dilemma, when God calls you out of it, when he puts the stand-up back in you, he removes the chains that had you bound. Even the smell of the prison is dismissed. Whom the Son makes free is free indeed. Jesus demonstrated that he is the resurrection, even when it's dead and stinking. Through him, it can be raised up. Jesus said in John 15 and 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Let me ask you a question. Are you in the resurrection, stop wavering 
and call your Lazarus forth and glorify God in Jesus' name. Let us pray. Father, let us not gaze at the carcass nor the tomb of our situation, but enable us to look unto you, the author and finisher of our faith, who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Lord, we believe. Help our unbelief and let us enter into a deeper level of intimacy so that we will walk in unwavering trust in you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Minister Lightfoot. Thank you. May we walk in unwavering trust. Amen. In Father God. Sister Victoria, we're ready to stand in agreement with you in prayer. Amen. 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 Powerful word this morning. Powerful word this morning. We give God the glory this morning because we know each and every day that he is touched by our feelings, but faith, as we know, is what pleases our Lord. We know as we come boldly upon the throne this morning, we stand upon Ezekiel 12 and 28. The word says, I have spoken what I have spoken, it shall be done. This morning, I come to everyone that is on the line this morning with three prayer requests, or should I say two prayer requests and praise God, one praise report. This morning, the first prayer request is coming from Sister Veronica Parker. She's requesting a prayer for Sister Sarah Meeks, the prayer that the spirit of drug addiction be broken off of her life. And we also pray for Sister Margaret Barrett, that be she be the balm of Gilead to her family at the sudden loss of her son, the second in a matter of a few months of each other's passing. And we're standing on this family's prayer out of James 5 and 6, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. Heavenly Father, as you sit high and you look low, you look at this family and you see what they are, the needs are. We ask you this morning, Father God, that you will go amongst, Father God, Sister Sarah Meeks, Father God, and we ask you this morning that you would touch her body, remove the desire and the taste for anything that is not of the living things in which you have it, planted for us to have, Father God. We ask you that you speak unto her spirits as she sleep to let her know that something is being removed because as she rests and she's still, that you're cleansing her bloodline, her veins, her organs, her white cells, Father God, and her red cells, and you're making her a new creature in Christ, O oh Lord. Do what you do best, Father God, because only you can. We're speaking and declare this morning that we're standing upon your word knowing that, Father God, out of your word, Father God, for healings, you said, Father God, that we could trust you, Father God. You said, O oh Lord Jesus, that when we seek you according to the word of Psalms 103, 1 to 3, your word says that the Lord heals us of all sickness. So right now we decree and we declare that, she, that this enemy that is attacking her mind, her spirit, Father God, and whatever is disturbing her, O oh Lord Jesus, let it be removed this morning when she wakes 
wakes up, she's a new creature, and she's refreshed, and she doesn't have a desire, and she doesn't have a taste, Father God. We're speaking into the air and asking the angels that are responsible for her to move on her behalf because she trusts you. She's just distracted, and the enemy has to stop right now from trying to gain access to her spirit. We rebuke him this morning on behalf of this sister this morning, O oh Lord. Cleanse her. Make her new. Let her come back, Father God, as we have just come back from the period of Jesus rising. Let her come in three days, and let it be that her spirit is cleansed, and she's rising now to draw nigh unto you, O oh Holy Ghost. Let it be, Father God, that the thing that she's desiring and seeking your face in your eyes, that it will be accomplished, and she will no longer have a desire to put any type of drugs that into her system. She will only speak the word of God that will be poured into her system, and it would marinate her and keep her focused and keeping her eyes focused on you, O oh Lord Jesus. We believe and we receive the things that we're speaking into the air, knowing by faith, Father God, according to your word, that she is now a new creature in Christ. We give you all the praise and all the glory because we know that we can't do it, but we speak it into the air, Lord, and that you can do this thing. So we live in expectation of hearing the new word of this new person, Father God. We know that Sister Sarah Meeks will be a strong creature and that you will use her, O oh Lord, to be a spiritual disciple in the kingdom of God. We also pray and we stand agreeing that Sister Margaret Barrett, she is the strength and that she will guide her family and let them see that they're holding on to the branch for the tree of life as she is the balm of Gilead. And we know that she will help them to remember the things in which you have blessed that family with, with their, with their loss of their family member's son. We praise you, Father God. We give you all the praise and all the glory because they will know that you're right there with them, never leaving them and never forsaking them, and thanking you for covering this family as they go through these trying times this morning. We have a second prayer request from Sister Charlotte Walker. The request is for Janice, Nikki Walker, and Jada. Um, their son and wife, Daniel and Janice, um, they need our prayers. Nikki delivered a baby girl on Good Friday, praise the Lord. Jada Nicole Walker, 9 pounds, 15 ounces, 22 inches long. The delivery was stressful for both the mother and the baby. And now Nikki is suffering from a broken pelvis, and the baby has a dislocated shoulder. And we know, oh Lord Jesus, that you will bring them through this. We know that you will cover them and you will heal them, and that Nikki will be a strong, powerful mother to tell everyone about what God did in healing her body. And she will be able to tell this gorgeous baby father God, Jada, <clears throat> strong in strength, that she will be healed without any infirmities attacking her body. So, Father, do what you do to heal at this time. Heal them, Father God, if only you can. We know that, Father God, we stand on Isaiah 61 and 3, even though they're going through a trying time and the garment of praise is for the spirit of heaviness, that they will get through this. Let them walk and keep their eyes on the cross and let them remember what the Lord can do. When they keep their eyes on the cross, all things are possible. So let them walk in faith. And if they're listening this morning, and if the family is listening, let everyone keep their eyes on the prize, and which the eyes of the prize is on the cross, where all things are possible. And then this morning, we also have a powerful praise report. We have a praise report from Rosemary Williams. Her Aunt Mary has recovered from her illness. 
and is home resting well, praise God. All the fluid has been removed from her lungs and around her heart, and health has been restored to normal. We know that our God can do things that even no one can even expect. He can turn a thing around with a quickness, and suddenly she will be healed. And that praise report is revealing what our God can do. When we speak and declare and stand in faith, not wavering and not thinking about anything else, but keeping our eyes on what God is saying and not what the doctors are saying, knowing that our God has all power so encompassing in his hand. And we know that out of Psalms 95 and 2, let us come into his presence with thanksgiving in advance, even though that we don't know what's going to happen, but we praise him in advance for what he is about, he's about to do, and that we will let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise, thanking him for showing up and showing out in the mighty way that our Lord always shows us what we have. Father God, we give you all the praise and all the glory this morning because every prayer that has been brought forth to you this morning, we actually have to send forth the angels that are assigned to each and every person there whose name was called this morning, that you send the angels on their behalf and do what they do best to orchestrate and to manage those things and to change those things and to speak unto you about who they're covering and so that you will work on their behalf. We know, Lord, Lord, that you love your children in the kingdom of God, that you will never leave them nor forsake them, that you're always there and you've got your loving arms wide open to hear their cries to you. And you said when your children come home, they come to throne with the perfect prayers that you will start moving on their behalf. So we thank you for the praise report. We thank you for the victory of the healing for the, the family in the hospital and for Nikki and Jada, the baby that was born nine pounds, and the family that has a sister, the sister that is tied down with the birds and drugs, we speak and declare that there's a change in the manifestation of change, and that we shall see the report within three days, because we know in three days our are rules, and so therefore we have expectations of you showing up and showing out again to your children. We give you all the praise and all the glory this morning, because you're so worthy to be praised. And we all say, Amen. Amen. We want to quickly swing back to Minister Lightfoot to see if Father God has given you anything else to share with us this morning. Minister Lightfoot? Okay. Can, we might- here, I'm here. Okay. I'm here. Uh, I'm sorry. Jesus said in John 15 and 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. John 11:40 tells us, if thou wouldst believe, thou should see the glory of God. Know that if you're a believer, the resurrection is in you. Because you are in him. You can stand up. You can revitalize. You can reboot. And you can be restored. God is a God of his word. And a God of power. He'll never fail you. Amen. 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 We want to remind everyone to please remember to send in your prayer requests 
send them in to www.newdestiny.online. We also want to remind you that when we um, open the call for everyone to pray together and to uh, worship together at the end of the call, to please um, remember if you are susceptible to falling asleep, please put your phone on mute. Um, as we go forth in prayer, we want to remain respectful to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, God. We want to thank Bishop, First Lady, Pastor Adrian Smith. And on behalf of Bishop Smith, Pastor Adrian, Minister Lightfoot, Sister Victoria, and our entire New Destiny family, we say thank you. We invite you to invite others to our prayer call weekday mornings at 5 a.m. and on Saturday morning corporate prayer at 7 to 8 a.m. You can stream in. Father, we thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for your word, dear Father, that came forth this morning. Thank you for answering the prayers that we've already prayed. You said before we even ask, you know what we have need of. Now, Father, I ask that you bless every caller. Give them your strength, Father. Give them your power, the power of Jesus to stand in faith as, as Jesus did. As he believed you unwavering, unapologetically. Father, may everyone walk in the fullness of the measure of faith that Holy Spirit has given. According to Romans 10 and 17, may that measure, Father, be increased as they hear and hear and hear your word over and over and over again. May it become rhema, God, in the name of Jesus. Father, manifest yourself the more as each caller exposes their hearts to you. As Minister Lightfoot prayed this morning, Father, I thank you that you expose yourself to them. Father, let us see and know who you are in the fullness of the volume of your word. Yes, in the fellowship of the suffering of Jesus, in the power of your resurrection, Jesus. Thank you, God, that Jesus is alive. May every caller be alive in you today, Jesus. As Jesus called forth Lazarus by name, I declare that each caller rise up, wake up in the name of Jesus. I declare that your grave clothes have been loosed, that they have fallen off in the name of Jesus. You are no longer bound in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare Romans 6 and 4 that you were buried with Christ by baptism into death, but you have risen from the dead as Christ was risen from the dead. He is risen. The glory of Father God is risen upon you. Walk in this new life in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I declare the full power of Christ Jesus is manifested in every caller in the name of Jesus. The resurrection power of Jesus 
is manifested in the life of every believer. In Jesus' name, Father, be glorified in your son, Jesus. Be glorified, Father, in every caller as we walk in obedience to you, Father. Be glorified. Be glorified both now and forevermore. Father, we seal every prayer prayed by your Holy Spirit this morning with the precious blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus and by the power of Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Sister Kathy, please open the line for the saints to pray and worship together. <laughs> 